Popcorn Ready, folks. Episode 39 of the Teddy Roosevelt Show is coming your way right now. It's Tuesday night, December 20th, live from Austin, Texas. Fly to me. It's been a while, folks. Couple big articles on teddyroosevelt.substack.com. Substack is seriously, after these Elon Twitter drops to Matt Taibbi, Barry Weiss, and Michael Schellenberger. No joke, the number one source for real uncensored news on everything from COVID to the vaccine to what the hell is going on on Clown Planet. It's been so long since I've been on the mic. Um, where do we even start? Did I mention that I'm charting in the Philippines? Teddy Roosevelt wants to give a huge shout out to all the, all the I think there's 300 new Substack subscribers. Anyone listening to the first for the first time, I want to uh, welcome you to the show. But somehow, some way, I think it's the crypto, the Sam Bankman Freed. Are we calling him Scam Bankman Fraud? Scam Bankman Fraud, I think. That's what we're settling on. SBF Philippines is the number two um, most uh, well adopted, I think, or, you know, using crypto more than any other country except for vietnam and ukraine saw a couple couple surveys but it's philippines ukraine vietnam got my spotify wrapped since i've last been on the on the mic that's always a fun time and it, and it gave me the podcasters one i saw the philippines popped up so dude i don't know how what teddy hit number five on the charts in the news commentary section in the Philippines. I don't know if it's expatriates. People love the sound of my voice. Now it's in the 80s. It was 69, 76. So shout out to the new Substack subscribers, the new Philippines listeners. We got so much to talk about, folks. I mean, where do we even start? I'm going to get into the crypto Philippines people. Don't worry. Get Pull it out now. Don't wait till I get to the crypto segment. Pull it all out now. But we're going to start it off with the, the Twitter drops. The Twitter drops. Elon dropping the Twitter files one through seven. And it's crazy what the January 6th show trial committee met yesterday for the last time. Before, I think they all, didn't they all lose? They all lost. Liz Cheney, total show trial. They're acting like Congress can prosecute somebody or hand down something. No, their recommendation means about as much as a parking ticket. Not even a parking ticket. A parking ticket you actually have to pay in the law. This is just more gruel for the base, of course. So on that same day that they recommend four different criminal charges... For the president, really? For an end, by the way, freedom of speech, he has every right to contest the results with all the fishy stuff that was going on and fight for victory. You, know, you don't give up that easy. You might say that's admirable. And then the last two tweets before he got banned were encouraging people to be peaceful and not to go in, you know, not to do anything. And uh, what, 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 so four of the cops committed suicide? 
That's a little fishy. That's that's the main carnage from the event. They had PTSD and they couldn't deal with it anymore. So on that same day, Michael Schellenberger drops the Twitter files, file part seven. And uh, it's scary. It's super scary. It's mm, a million times worse than Watergate. Watergate's not even in the same solar system as this. I mean, the FBI was paying Twitter. I mean, they paid them millions of dollars, three three and a half millions of dollars, three and a half million dollars. They had what, like 75? They had James Baker on there. He went from creating the Russia dossier. He was the guy behind that whole paying um, steal a million bucks the FBI to, to like make it come true or, or, or tell him that it was true. And he was like, no, nothing in there is true. So then he goes to work in the private sector, Twitter, which it turns out isn't really like the private sector at all. Twitter is actually a giant propaganda arm of the federal government, the CDC, the Big Pharma, Fauci, the FDA, and... It's absolutely chilling what what they did. It it is and what they're doing and what they will continue to do. Because um, by the way, no one's covering it in the in the quote unquote mainstream media. The average American, I feel like, has no idea the gravity of the situation. Nor will they ever. Um, you got to be kidding me. The FBI. You know, it was it was proven. The Schellenberger, I think it was 40 threads. Love that guy. Apocalypse Never um, is is one of the best books I can recommend on climate change. Should have won governor uh, of California. So he just dropped so much um, incriminating evidence that just shows, you know, the federal government's taking action. It, it's it's. They're taking action against American citizens to silence our freedom of speech. Um, they're telling them to pull like Billy Baldwin off the. <laughs> we got to get Billy Baldwin. I think that was the election. That was something about the election. We got to get Billy Baldwin. But they're even satire and humor. So, anyways, the FBI is literally. They know the Hunter Biden laptop is real. They are telling Twitter to ban it. They paid them three and a half million bucks. They've got like 75. I think I saw Facebook as like 125 former FBI, CIA, intelligence community people. I think Twitter had like 75 people who were somehow in, in the intelligence community in that, and now they were working for Twitter. But they literally... You know, on the same day that they handed down these charges to Trump, it, it the the you know December nineteenth, uh, yesterday Monday is the same day early in the morning that Schellenberger lays out the proof that yeah the federal government, the FBI actually acted as a political arm for the Democratic Party to keep this story. Um, buried to just blackball it to get the New York Post um, 
You know, they suspended the oldest newspaper in America to steal the election. That was a election-altering bombshell. That's an election-altering bombshell. It, it was, you know, in that thread they talk about how, oh yeah, Hunter Biden received tens of millions of dollars from foreign countries to just, it was a pay-per-play. It was just to curry favor with his dad and the U.S. government and to, and to get our money. I mean, it's Biden crime family 101. And then that laptop has, you know, a ton of proof, much less all the sordid stuff. I mean, people are like, oh, Republicans care about, you know, Hunter Biden's naked or in his underwear or whatever. No, there's way worse stuff than that. But that's not what the big deal is. The big deal is the proof about 10% for the big guy and what Tony Bobolinsky, Mr. Bob Bobolinsky, told um, Tucker and, and everyone else about what was going on and, and what was going on with, with him uh, on Burisma, you know, Hunter, Hunter Biden. So the FBI doing that, it's, it's a million times worse than, than Watergate. Um, and it happened across the board. We even even scratched the surface. Uh, as far as how bad it was, you're talking about hundreds of people um, who used to work in the intelligence community working at and in conjunction with, you know, actively. So the FBI had their former agents there, like a James Baker. And and then they have a direct line of communication for to like people like Ural Roth, who was the creepy um head of enforcement it really is straight out of 1984 or you know stalin's russia or you name it i mean it is it is beyond creepy um they haven't even got to the covid censorship elon musk i mean right when i was getting on i saw he goes he goes i'll step he goes if i can find anyone foolish enough to take the job of being ceo of twitter you know, all step down. And uh, I feel like I should send him my resume. I feel like I would be, Teddy Roosevelt would be an excellent, excellent CEO of Twitter. Because I don't care what anyone says, and I'm all about the truth, love, honesty, and doing what's right. And the and the, and, and freedom of speech, and, and just the truth. And uh, so, yeah. TeddyBroosevelt.substack.com is the website. You're tuned in episode 39, folks. iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Those are four of the streaming platforms it's on. So really appreciate you tuning in and reading. Um, folks, you might ask why the big hiatus. I was working like a lunatic, um... And then I got whatever's going around, this cold flu. Maybe you can hear it in my voice. It's a little scratchy. It was like seven days. I've been eating healthy. I, I was burning the candle, though. I just got back from Florida. And, uh, yeah, it, it is. And now I'm back in Texas, folks. So we're ready to get after it here. Um, the COVID, do we want to get into crypto next? Crypto, Philippines people, anyone who's listening for the crypto, get it out now. I'm telling you, get it out now. Um, Binance, 
Um, you you got to keep in mind, in 2017, when Bitcoin was going to collapse, um, they, they did a study at the University of Texas and said, hey, there was just a couple players manipulating the market. 66-page paper, they just said, hey, Tether was used to buy Bitcoin at key moments when Bitcoin was declining to stabilize and manipulate. This was a University of Texas research. Half the jump in Bitcoin was due to coordinated price manipulation. That's a great three words right there. Coordinated price manipulation. So you'll remember FTX had their FTT token hey, we're going to create this token out of thin air, ICO, initial coin offering, and sell it to suckers. And then we're going to say our thing is worth, or our assets are worth eight, 20 billion bucks. Or I think they had like 25 billion bucks in this FTX token. It's total clown world. They just made it out of thin air when everyone found out it was a total house of cards and he was the biggest criminal in the history of the world. They it dropped to, to, to zero. So Binance, um, CZ, they're now the biggest cryptocurrency exchange in the world. Binance. Crazy thing about Binance, they have no headquarters. They have offices in various places, but just like FTX had FTX and FTX.us, Binance has Binance and Binance.us. So the guy CZ, Chinese guy, but he's a Canadian citizen, they've been trying to find a headquarters. They are not audited. They are an exchange, um, what, they just got charged, uh, you know, certain people got charged with money laundering. But Binance, that network is notorious for being easy to launder money on. I'll put it that way. So this guy's, a lot of their assets are this BNB coin, which they minted. It's their own ICO. It was trading at 500 bucks. Now it's like at 255. And this thing is totally worthless. I mean, if you look, oh, what's it used for? This BNB coin. Yeah, transactions on their chain, you, you can get discounts. You get like a 25% transaction fee discount or whatever. But it's all just random discounts to use it on their blockchain. Does it sound confusing? Yeah, it's all intentionally meant to be confusing. So you can sucker these jabronis into the biggest Ponzi pyramid scheme in the history of the world. So... I've got some information on Tether. I don't know if I'm just going to put it in this podcast description. You know, usually Teddy will crank out like a 800, 1,000 words to accompany the podcast. I think I might do that with a Tether. Um, there's a lot to go into here. But uh, Tether's never been audited. It's never been audited. This is a so-called stable coin like Luna. And... It's just amazing the cognitive dissonance of these people like on Twitter. Oh, I trust CZ. I trust uh, Tether. Like, how could that go down? It's like the fifth most valuable cryptocurrency. Um, And it is like Tether and BNB are like 
five and six or six and seven, they have, they have huge billion-dollar market caps. The whole thing is a house of cards, especially Tether. Especially Tether, if you just do a little tiny bit of research, there's a ton. It just came out in Bloomberg, uh, Bloomberg Business uh, 72 hours ago. Um, there's a ton of hedge funds shorting Tether where you would make an insane return on your investment. So Tether is supposed to be pegged to a dollar. So one Tether equals $1.00 on the nose. It's just supposed to be right around there. That's stable coin. So I'm telling you, coordinated price inflation. So what, there was a run, Binance US, what I think they had like, Three million bucks in twenty four hours, and it was like ten million dollars in five days. Um, ten was a billion. They had a ton of money, a huge, a, a huge run. It was way more than a million. It was, a, it had to be a billion, a couple billion. They're the world's largest. I mean, the market for crypto is what eighty eight hundred eighty billion or something ridiculous. It's not a trillion yet. So it's amazing how many. Scam coins. How many scam coins? Like, literally, they call them rug pulls. For those of you not um, familiar with crypto, but they just create these scam coins where, oh, the coin, they'll say, hey, we're only minting um, two, two billion of these coins. Well, then there'll be a rug pull and it'll just start, like, automatically replicating. No, no, we're going to, it's actually 6 billion coins or they just take your money and the, and they just abandon the coin. It doesn't sound confusing. It's the biggest Ponzi scheme ever. And once you just pop the hood, you just realize it was just the madness of crowds. It's the madness of crowds. And you see these jabronis on Twitter, like you guys are spreading FUD. That's another for anyone who's not familiar. Fear, uncertainty, and doubt. That's a big acronym going on right now. Fear, uncertainty, and doubt with FTX collapsing. Oh, you're just spreading FUD. Dude, it's a gambling. It's, it's, dude, it is gambling um, on these coins and when they're going to go up and down. And Binance is a casino. And the house is not only always winning with the transaction fees, but they are, dude, their, their, their finances are a mess. So there is a, um, accounting firm, Mazars based in France. I think Trump used to use them. They bailed out. They're like, dude, we can't audit you. We, we can't put our name to this cause they don't want to get Arthur Anderson's. Remember Arthur Anderson signed off, said all these companies, I think it was WorldCom. Did WorldCom take them down? Oh, yeah, WorldCom's balance sheet looks great, and then they totally collapsed. That was a big one. That might have been bigger than Enron. Enron was more scandalous, but WorldCom, I think, was a bigger dollar amount. So it is – this whole thing is going down. The BNB. It, they, they own most of the coin. And so what's going on? People are like, hey, why, how come Bitcoin hasn't collapsed? There, I think there's three things going on. You have a lot of people who can't access their money, the FTX people. 
that's just gone or they never even bought Bitcoin in the first place or whatever. So they don't have anything to sell. They don't have anything to sell. There's, and then there's whales. There's people who have a ton of Bitcoin that they bought at 60, thinking it was going up to 100,000, 50, 40, 30. Even if you bought it at 30, it doesn't sound that bad when it was at 60. Dude, you still lost half your money if you sold it right now at 16. Just think if you bought two Bitcoin last November, 60,000 each, I think it was even 69,000. Let's just, it will be nice and just say 60,000. You bought two Bitcoin, 120,000 bucks as your big investment. Right now, in December, 13 months later, two Bitcoins were 30,000. That's a big haircut to take, 120,000 to 30,000. So you got a lot of people that are just hoping and praying. Or they don't have a choice that it re- that it rebounds to somewhere. Um, you know, if you want to make your money back, you might be waiting four or five years. If you're looking at it as that kind of investment, stock investment, otherwise you're getting taken. You're you're getting a haircut. You're losing almost all your money if you bought it at sixty nine. You know, I think that was the peak was sixty nine. So let's just say seventy one forty one. Okay, one hundred thirty eight thousand bucks for two bitcoins and now they're worth thirty two thousand that's a huge haircut so and you got the exchanges that own them but a lot of these exchanges their value is tied up in these altcoins which are totally worthless i call them shit coins some people call them chucky e. cheese tokens they're like digital Chuck E. Cheese tokens. So if Chuck E. Cheese goes out of business, I think Chuck E. Cheese went out of business, did he? Just imagine Chuck E. Cheese, I think they did. Video games and pizza during COVID. I think COVID killed Chuck E. Cheese. I'm going to have to have to Google that. Um, duck, duck, go it. Fuck Google. So how many FBI guys do you think and CIA and, and women and trans? I don't want to leave them out. How many do you think are working at Google and YouTube? Same company. So it's crazy. I really can't emphasize that story enough. So the crypto stuff, just to keep my Filipino audience over there for the tour, spring 2023, folks, you can leave a comment. All the Filipino listeners, if you got a place for Teddy to stay, you got a stage, arena, stadium, let's make it happen. I'll do a live tour. So the crypto thing is going to collapse. Get your money out now from Manila to the the southern and northern tip of the 7,800 islands that make up the Philippines. Folks, I wish I could just sail around and tell each and every one of you on all those islands, get your money out of that crypto now. It's going to collapse. Not Bitcoin. Bitcoin's still going to stay. But BNB and, and and get well get your money off the exchange. That's the big thing. Is not your keys, not your crypto. That's what everyone's saying. The CEO of Binance, the CZ guy, is like, oh, ninety nine percent of people who use cold storage, you know, like a wallet, and they and they you know take take control of it, they're gonna lose it, or they're gonna lose the password to it, or you know, they, if you die, you know, does anyone, if you unexpectedly die, does anyone have the keys to your six figures of crypto? Well, with Binance, it's probably 
easier? What if it's hidden? So that's interesting because you got people saying, nope, who are true Bitcoin believers and they want the decentralized finance, which I am a big proponent of a lot of the components of crypto, Um, the ease of use, the decentralization, but not the deregulation and people just starting just random shit coins that have absolutely no no use. And I mean, the one thing I really hate about Bitcoin, um, I don't think I like any crypto. I think the whole thing is a scam. Because the thing I hate about Bitcoin is the two articles that Teddy first um, got a little uh, uh, traction with were about all these Bitcoin miners who moved here from after they got kicked out of China, India, Canada, upstate New York, you name it. And Greg Abbott's like, hey, guys, come on down and use up all our electricity. You know, it was only two years ago that the whole grid went down and we were in the dark, like 20 million, you know, 19 million people for four days. Water went out. Why don't you guys come down here and just use up a bunch of random electricity? So that's the whole thing is we're supposed to be like caring about the climate and we're supposed to be in like an energy crisis and we're letting these fucking idiots you know mine you know use all this electricity to do what create this fake digital coin that it literally has no intrinsic value in the world it, and and if the electric goes out you can't get it if it's on the exchange or you can't send it to anybody it just if if you're in a primitive Society, literally Bitcoin, and well, if, if you just were living a hundred years ago, like there's nothing that a Bitcoin, if you went back in a time machine, they'd be like, what the fuck is this? You want me to plant it in the ground and water it? You know, I, wh- what do you want me to do with this? Can I build build something with it? So it's, it's the biggest Ponzi scheme ever. And it's going to be a, the big question is, well, I think you can make some money shorting them. So I don't offer financial advice a lot, but BNB for sure. Um, you should short that shit. And, uh, and, and tether, I think the whole thing is, is coming down. The big question is what's going to be the Jenga puzzle move. What's going to be the Jenga, Jenga puzzle uh, piece that gets pulled off and the whole thing just collapses? Because that's what I'm predicting. January 2023, there's still some people who just are in disbelief or they don't think it can happen when, if you look, the Binance thing is way worse than FTX um, as far as just the illegality. All the rug pull shit coins that they have that are total scams, I think it's been like almost 2000 this year where you're just allowed to post a coin and totally rip the people off and you lose all your money. So when the whole dust settles, Bitcoin, maybe Ethereum, but even popping into the Ethereum thing, I don't even know if that's going to survive. It, it's it's going to be a nuclear winner. They're like, oh, the crypto winner. Dude, it hasn't even started. It hasn't even started. FTX is just the that's that's just the the first domino. There's a ba- it's about to get way worse. Um with the Tether and Binance, for sure. They might be able to hold they're, they're right now they're just 
Dude, they're just moving money around. It's a giant shell game. When they had that giant withdrawal uh, move, uh, what was it, last week? This week? I think it was last week. 10 million bucks in a week or 3 million in a day. Billion. Um, it's definitely billion with a B. The money got sent. There's people on Twitter showing a giant wallet transaction of money. Of, 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 I don't know, Bitcoin or BNB or whatever it was. But it was the exact same thing with a commingling with FTX and FTX.us. Where scam bank man fraud promised till the end that it wasn't, uh, that their funds were safe. That their funds were safe. So, um, topic switch up. We got to go into COVID, folks. But one thing I want to note as far as a prediction of how this might end, um, certainly the U.S. Justice Department and now all of Congress, they're looking at regulating crypto, getting rid of crypto. The Justice Department is looking into Binance. There's already been, I think, 27 um, people arrested for money laundering on their on their network, on their exchange. Um, and it seems like they might have... Some information, there was a bombshell Reuters article that just said they are creating a veneer of legitimacy. There's absolutely, this is a former chief of the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission Office of Internet Enforcement. He has like the longest title in the history of the world. A guy named John Reed Stark. There's no transparency, no sunlight, no confirmation of any kind about its financial position. Again, their auditor bailed. He said he doesn't think any of the big four know how to audit a crypto company or exchange. I mean, it's pretty cut and dry, that Excel sheet. You know, you should have the customer's assets on hand one-on-one, you know, one-to-one. And it gets tricky when they start loaning. You know, they're doing margin calls. They're doing huge loans where you can deposit crypto and they give you like an insane amount of money back to trade other coins. So I'm just telling you, Filipino um, listeners, get your stuff out of there. Get your get your crypto out of there. Bitcoin, convert it to Bitcoin. Don't do any of the other shit coins. That's all I got to say. Even Ethereum. Those are the only two, but I'm reading Ethereum's not good. So Teddy's not a financial news podcast. I am just a truth follower. And I got to say, I broke the freaking um, Sam Bankman Freed. I didn't break it. I just gathered up all the evidence and presented it in a clear fashion. I got a couple big links um, back uh, from from some prominent uh, websites out there. So got a ton of traffic, but you know, People are sort of mentioning, oh, yeah, his mom was in this pack. And, you know, they they aren't really connecting the dots as far as no, she was literally intricately involved in this three, you know, that her her pack and, a, and the sister pack printed out 15 million partially filled out ballots, 15 million and five million of them were returned all in key, you got to hand it to them. They 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 figured out all the places like Virginia, everywhere where Biden needed 
at just an extra 10, 20, 30, whatever they needed, they'd, you know, whatever votes they need, they drop three to four times the amount, certainly a three to one ratio, 15 million printed and filled. So they got that huge database. You know, they did it again with the midterms. And now the whole reason that Scam Bankman Freud's being extradited is because they said he was illegally funneling political donations on top, which I find it hard to believe with our insanely corrupt FBI. Oh, by the way, did you hear Tucker said the CIA killed uh, JFK? (laughs) I mean, that's sort of a big story, right? Hey, breaking news. Uh, Turns out our government, the U.S. government, yeah, they they shot and killed like one of the most beloved presidents ever and just sent the whole nation into a period of mourning and uh ptsd yeah that was the cia tucker carlson said that they spoke with someone and they were positive that it was our government that was involved in killing the president and it's just another day on clown planet it's just another, I mean, the news cycle since I've last been on, I think the last podcast was the 14th of November. My goodness. Uh, so 30 some days. There's been so much that's happened. Elon and Twitter. I mean, it's nonstop every day. There's three or four more stories. Here's the crazy thing. They all covered New York Times, CNN, all these things. When Elon goes, hey, you can all vote for me or should I, you know, should I stay on as CEO? I'm going to put it up to a vote. Everyone covered that. But when they dropped the Twitter files, part seven, Schellenberger, um, showing that the FBI literally paid off Twitter, the town square to do their bidding and bury the Hunter Biden story to advance the political chances of the Democrat presidential candidate, they didn't get any, it's crickets. They didn't cover it at all. That's the whole thing is the media combined with social media. So the mainstream media, TV, the New York times, and they're losing credibility every day. That's the, that's the only thing is, you know, you look at Substack, read the comments. If you want to know where the smartest people on the internet are getting their news, read the comments on any Substack from Michael Schellenberger, Barry Weiss, Matt Taibbi, Alex Berenson, Dr. Robert Malone, Teddy Roosevelt gets zero comments. People go to teddybroosevelt.substack.com and let me know what you think about what's going on here on Clown Planet because it's out of control. I have gotten some comments on the Bankman fraud, uh, scam Bankman fraud. So yeah, that should be a number one story too. So is it really going to come out who he sent it to? I think it was a lot more. I mean, every day, his brother who had the pro pandemic COVID, everyone wear three masks. He sent him, what was his name? Gabe Bankman fraud. Gay Bankman Fraud got $17 million for protecting our pandemic, protecting against pandemics pack. So he was just spreading fake money. He was stealing it. They weren't even buying Bitcoin. They were trying to do trades for, for Alameda. But if you deposited 200000 bucks, it was like 
you know, to buy X number of Bitcoin, there's no proof they even processed your transaction. They just took your money and sent it to scam bankman fraud's mom to print partially filled out ballots to steal the freaking election twice. They did it twice. And then the FBI. So you got the mainstream media. Um, you got the mainstream media, you know, TV and combined with social media. And that's even more powerful. But a lot of people don't get their news from from TV. What Tucker, three million people watch him in a country of three hundred thirty million. You know, that's it's mostly people over fifty five, fifty, you know, who are watching Fox News. No one under thirty. I was watching news on TV, but YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok. I mean, I'm sure the FBI was talking to there's 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 U.S. offices who freaking knows, but it is just chilling. I'm still not back on Elon Pramp promised. He promised um, COVID amnesty, and I'm happy with what he's doing. Um. But he promised Twitter COVID amnesty. I have not appealed since he took over. I, I saw other people. Hey, Dr. Robert Malone just got back. Dr. Peter McCullough, Dr. Naomi Wolf, three of my favorite COVID heroes. And they have a DR period in front of their name. I'm just pr- the former tr- time-traveling president, Teddy Roosevelt. So the, they got back on. I think he's starting with maybe the big names first. I only had like 2,500 followers. So, but it was for COVID. Their five-strike policy for COVID, ivermectin and Paxlovid. And I was commenting about how Biden and Fauci got it. So I figured I'd be restored by now. I have not appealed since Elon took over um, in November. So I think I might just have to file a appeal and see if I can get back on Twitter for Christmas. And then we're really going to take this Teddy Roosevelt experience to the next level with the Substack, combined with the podcast, combined with the Twitter. Holy shit. Get your freaking cornfields ready. So COVID, we got to get into COVID. We just did the uh, little segue with Gabe Bankman Freud. So these jabronis are still pushing this vaccine. Um, it's the Omicron BQ and XBB sub variants that are going around. Right now, Cell Magazine, um, they said that, that, that it doesn't do anything. The XBB, they said it's a serious threat to boosters and antibody treatments. They don't do anything. So no wonder that, and, and, they're, and they're sort of blaming people like, oh, you have virus fatigue or people just have vaccine fatigue. No, um, you guys promised... You know, two shots, everything goes back to normal. Two shots to save grandma. Two shots so we can all get back and take the mask off and everything will be normal. Then, hold on, you just got to get your booster. Well, you didn't say boosters, plural. You just said booster. So people who were compliant for the first two, which was what, 70% of a... The country, 68, 70%, 7 out of 10 people got the first shot, second shot, and then the booster. It it dropped down, I think, maybe 58%. Who knows? Maybe even 60. 
So when if you're one of those jabronis who who signed up and got those three shots, booster is singular. You probably think you're good. I mean, except for the flu. And keep in mind, every doctor they they've never sold the flu shot as the flu shot will protect you from getting the flu or spreading the flu. That's never, ever been part of the flu shot thing. That's what people are saying. Oh, make sure you get your flu shot when you're a kid. No, the flu shot is the same thing they're saying about COVID. It's to prevent serious illness or hospitalization. So I saw a thing. This was in the Associated Press, like a far-left Marxist news organization based in the former free, you know, beacon of democracy and the freest place on the planet, the United States of America. So the Associated Press interviewed a doctor. He goes, the only reason why you would want to take a flu shot or the only thing a, a flu shot prevents is the emergency room, the ICU, or the cemetery. That's what he said. So I don't know many healthy people under the age of 50 who have ever been hospitalized for the flu. And they never test the flu shot. They never test the flu shot. It is what they think. They do a formulation based on past viruses or whatever, but it is what they think is going to be coming up for the season. So it's not going to prevent you from getting it or spreading it, just like the COVID vaccine, which they all promise. There's tons of compilation videos, memes, you name it. From Rachel, from Anthony fucking Fauci to Rachel Maddow <laughs> saying, uh, hey, if you get this thing, you're not going to, you know, you're going to stop COVID. You're not going to spread it around. It's a safe thing to do. And then and then Pfizer came out. Nope, we never said that. What? We never said anything about that. The whole. No, we never said that. We just said it's going to prevent you from dying or going to the hospital and getting put on a ventilator. That's what it'll do. And then when you still go, they'll be like, oh, well, we have Paxlovid. And keep in mind, so they're about to, I mean, Elon Musk said the coup de grace. Coup de grace? Is that how it's pronounced, French people? Coup de grace, coup de grace, tomato, tomato. Elon said he's going to drop the coup de grace and the, and the COVID stuff. So I'm really, 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 I mean, you're talking about lives, you're talking about lives. Um, the lockdown, like Jay, I'm going to butcher his last name, the Stanford professor who wrote the great Barrington Declaration, Jay Baracha, Baracha, wonderful gentleman, wonderful human being. And, uh, dude, they were, they, they shadow banned his ass, silenced him. Nothing he said about all the, the, the damage we were going to do to these kids. He goes, under 18, you have like a statistically zero chance of, you know, dying from COVID, but we're going to cut you off from learning and your friends and make you wear a mask and all this. It was, it was, it's, 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 it's scandalous. It's the biggest scandal in the history of human health that we were simply you know, there, there, there was no having a back and forth debate and we didn't decide to, to, to agree, or you could hear some voices and they just weren't making any sense. 
no, this was totally silencing and banishing, um, uh, uh, you know, doctors and scientists. I mean, and kicking them off Twitter. I mean, Alex Berenson, a New York Times writer. Nope, sorry, you're banished from even having this conversation. Think about that. I mean, it is so chilling. And you just look at all the journalists who freaked out when they doxed um, Elon's jet. You know, there was a video of his kid and someone was up there. And then the coordinates of his jet or whatever. Elon made a couple moves that were sort of sort of not, you know, where he said, hey, you can't share links to other stuff. That was stupid. Um, I mean, smartest guy in the world, uh, or richest, not necessarily, I mean, that was not a smart move. So I'm still not 100% sold on what, what's going on with, with, with Twitter, but, dude, it's way better than not knowing. I mean, he's, he's, he's putting it out there. So then this was stuff they denied, you know, um, uh, where are the are we, are we going to have hearings? Did any of the people that we elected um, in November, the Republicans are going to be in charge of the House? Do they have the cojones to put these creeps on trial? Because you want to talk about democracy dying in darkness, like all the stuff they've been accusing um, the right, or as they like to say, the far right extremists. You know, anyone to the left, to the right of AOC is just a far right. It's 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 bonkers. That's destroying democracy. Um, what they've just what they've just done. Um, they buried key, crucial, damaging information to protect. I mean, that that's certainly. I mean, at this point, you're like, do we just disband the FBI? Um. I mean, people were worried that my my one buddy's like, you better do a podcast. People are going to think the FBI put a banana in your tailpipe or something. And I'm like, they're not putting a banana in my tailpipe. They're not going to put a banana in my tailpipe. So, um, <laughs> oh, hey, the the fact they're still pushing these vaccines, I think uh, the, the latest thing they said, um, the antibodies that block Q, uh, BQ1, 24 times lower um, than the than the Omicron, 66 times lower against XBB, and 85 times lower against XBB1. So they're totally worthless, basically. They're, they're totally worthless. There is a lot of, I mean, <laughs> there's a lot of crazy uh, stats going on, folks, with the excess mortality, the excess deaths. Um, and you're not allowed to talk about it. I mean, Grant Wall dying at the World Cup. I mean, he was the preeminent number one soccer writer in America for pretty much the whole century. Probably the number one soccer writer in the history of the United States of America. I can't think of anybody else. And I read a lot about sports or I did a lot. So he dies at the World Cup during the game. He's a journalist and he's saying, that everyone over in the press box is sick and they're coughing and he feels bad and he's testing for COVID every day and he's negative for COVID, negative for COVID. And he dies in the stands during the game. It was Argentina against the Netherlands, I want to say. And it turns out the autopsy, he had an aneurysm. Um, 
Well, his wife is a doctor who was on Joe Biden's vaccine committee and total, you know, Ukraine uh, flag and and her pronouns and her, you know, in her profile, just straight out of central casting, just super woke. And she posted on Grant Wall's Substack um, that, it, you know, d- during her explanation, yep, and it, it couldn't have been his vaccination status. Like, couldn't have been his vaccination status. What what makes you so sure? And then you look at NIH PubMed, the National Institute of Health PubMed, COVID vaccine aneurysm. There's there's multiple studies in Japan or whatever, like the guy got the vaccine and a few weeks later he had an aneurysm. Um, he's a healthy 48-year-old uh, person. And, and giant cell sarcoma, I mean, Alex Berenson's written a couple – and it's a sensitive topic. I mean, the guy died tragically at the game covering the sport and uh, really young, way too young. But it's like you have to tiptoe around the obvious. I mean, it's happening every week. Like Tennessee women's um, college basketball player, blood clots in her lungs. She's out for the rest of the year. Blood clots in her lungs. I've never heard of a basketball player getting blood clots in their lungs. Come on, they're some of the most well-conditioned athletes. A, a young person, we're just going to act like this is this is normal. So it 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 is now um, at the point Fauci's getting out of there, just as the evidence mounts, and you know they're trying to pass this long COVID thing. You know, they, they if you look at long COVID, it's literally eighty percent white women, eighty percent white women. You know, fatigue, that's the number one thing, chronic fatigue. They never talk about what what happens to your fatigue level or energy level if you've spent the last, uh, what, going on the fourth calendar year, 2020, 2021, 2022, and 2023. That's four different calendars that we're coming up on in 11 days. If you spent most of those four calendar years or will in 2023 wearing a mask, all the time, not leaving your house, staying inside, you know, following Fauci's rules, which was literally the opposite of what you should have done. Stay inside, you know, no vitamin D and they're, and they're poo-pooing vitamin D and, and, and a vitamin regimen and ivermectin if you, if you end up getting it. Oh my God. What do you think is happening to your energy level if you've sat inside working from home, binge watching, garbage, eating garbage. I mean, do most people during COVID, do you think they gained weight or got in shape? I know a lot of, I know a couple of people who got in really good shape, but most people, and some people turned it around, but a lot of people put on the COVID, you know, 15, probably you're wearing sweatpants. No, you don't have to see anybody. I guarantee there's people put on 50, 60 pounds. So anyways, I saw this photo in the New York Times or AP is like woman um, in front of all her pills now that she has that, that, that she got COVID and she has long COVID. You couldn't make this up. There's literally 25 different bottles of pills and she did have a couple of vitamins. I saw two bottles of vitamins and she's written in like magic marker, like two X. 3x like for the number of pills she has to take per day um 
yeah, that that what what is that doing your, to your fatigue level? You know, I think I have long COVID. Let me take like ten prescription medications. I mean, it looked like she had a dozen prescription medications for long COVID. Like, and and do I think some of it exists? I think that after you get hit with a flu um, or a cold or whatever. Yeah, it, it, especially the one that I just said, this cold flu, like usually you're it's three or four days, you shake it off. This one was like seven, and it seems to be the normal thing. It was like upper respiratory, major fatigue, um, uh, muscle aches, you know, and just upper respiratory, like a little little fever, just stuffed up. You just felt like crap, but it, it took like eight days to shake it. Seven or eight days, and I'm like eating spinach salads and bombing it with vitamins and eating, you know, oranges, you know, those little Mineola Tangelo, what do they call Not nectarines. You know what I'm talking about? Those little dudes that are easy to peel. They're always around at, at Christmas time. Cuties, those little cuties. I was bombing my body with, with vitamin C with cuties and. All the all the good stuff, chicken noodle soup, and just getting rest and drinking a ton of water. Usually that's the recipe and vitamins. Emergency, it's a recipe to get rid of that cold and, you know, or the just that feeling of 48, 72 hours. This one was a little different. I'm still shaking it off a little. So I was going off on a tangent. I forget where I was going to circle that back to, to use a Jem Pisaki, um thing, but I, that was a sort of a, a, a circular uh, thing. But I can tell you that no one's talking about the vaccination status. Oh, that's long COVID. That's what I wanted to bring it back to. No one's talking about the vaccination status of the long COVID people. Um, and the fact that if you've been laid up, you know, if you've been taking a ton of precautions, and a lot of, I think I saw the number one um uh, attribute or criteria, the number one um, characteristic that people who identified as having long COVID, is that what we're calling it now, identified, is is uh, anxiety. So imagine you're bugging out about COVID. You think, you're, you know, everyone's going to die that you know, and it's the worst virus ever. And then you finally get COVID and you test positive and you've been going through all these tests and and then you you know you're going to isolate and make sure no one's around you and it's going to be probably the biggest moment of your life are you going to survive getting covid and so you know maybe you don't feel so hot after 5 or 6 days i mean it's not a huge stretch of the imagination for people with you know the less you do what is it a body in motion stays in motion and a body that just sits on the couch and doesn't do anything like gets used to not moving and next thing you know you're riding around in a cart in in Walmart i mean think about how ubiquitous those things were that that we didn't even have those those things didn't even exist that says a lot about our sedentary society already so inquiring minds want to know like, what is the vaccination status of the typical person with long COVID? And the most important thing about long COVID, as far as symptoms, you do not, it's like Fight Club, you do not define what long COVID is. It's, it's someone still feel, you know, it's exactly, you know, you make it as vague as possible. Literally in the CDC PDF, it says 
There's over 200 ailments, and the list keeps growing of things that are associated with long COVID. 200 different things. That doesn't sound like it's long COVID. It sounds like it could be 200 different ailments. Uh, gee, I heard the vaccine causes everything from myocarditis to an aneurysm at the World Cup or sudden death syndrome. You just die in your sleep. Um, what do you think about that? Do, do, uh, you know, do, is the vaccine maybe causing some of these 200 things if it's if it's if the spike proteins are working on a microscopic level all right folks we're coming up on the 57 minute mark of episode 39 of the teddy Roosevelt show again you can read all the articles teddybroosevelt.substack.com number one platform i encourage anyone who wants to write talk about what's going on substack's your place they totally back freedom of speech and that's one of my I don't know, uh, resolutions that I had um, last year that I'm really proud of that I did was the Substack. Um, you can stream this podcast on Spotify, TuneIn, iHeart, and Apple Podcasts. Got to give some shout outs to all the new subscribers on the Substack and the new listeners in the Philippines. It blows me away that that chart is actually real. I'm going to post a screen grab of it on the Substack. So what else do we got going on here, folks? Um, like I said, the COVID, the, the, the fact that they're blaming us and saying vaccine and this is going to make a difference, this is the bivalent vaccine for Delta and Omicron. They're saying like the latest variants that are circulating are further from the Omicron variant than Del- than Omicron was from Delta. Like they're 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 they notice how they stopped using Greek letters. You know, there's Greek letters, Delta of Omicron. Now it's just BQ.11, BQ.22. Why is this happening? It's autoimmune escape. That's we're gonna get deep into this uh thing at the end here. I'm gonna wrap it up here in about eight minutes. But, uh, dude, it's exactly what Geert Vandenbosch, another Substack guy, one of the premier virologists, epidemiologists, one of those guys, immunologist, maybe all three. He's probably got a doctorate in all three. He's, he's like, dude, these, these people are either idiots or criminals. They are idiots or criminals. They're like, gee, here, you know, why are all these variants? This is a really frisky frisky variant this omicron no the vaccines are putting pressure on it to mutate because it doesn't kill it the vaccines aren't sterile it's it's not even a vaccine it's an experimental gene therapy shot that's what it says in moderna's literature that's the thing think about it i mean the history books who's going to write them whatever that people voluntarily they were still pushing, you know, the federal government five experimental gene therapy shots for college students. There's still colleges, and I'm seeing some schools are protesting finally, you know, after what year we're coming up on year four, calendar year four, 2023. Some there's finally some pushback. No, we don't think we should take five, because they're saying you must be up to date. So you can't take the Bible and booster, they're saying, unless you get the first four. 
So you got to go for a regimen, what, like, so if you haven't got any yet and you want to go to college, you have to get, what, like, five and 15 weeks? Are you waiting every three weeks? Bam, 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 bam. How stupid does that sound? And what if you got it? What if you already had COVID? Imagine you're 18 years old. I already I had COVID my sophomore year of high school. I still have the antibodies. So, dude, the, the vaccine doesn't kill it. It's putting pressure on it to get friskier. And more virulent. I mean, I wonder if I just, what I just had, was that created from, you know, the vaccinated population putting pressure on Omicron and saying, hey, I don't want to die and you're not killing me by sterilizing me. So I'm just going to mutate. And now I am uh, super, super frisky, super viral. It, there is a lot of scientific data that's pointing that says that's exactly what happened. And people who predicted this was going to happen. But these were the dangers of having a it's, – it's not a vaccine. It's, it's – we would have to change the definition of what a vaccine was to call this total disaster. It's more than a disaster. It's poison, really. And the fact that they're still forcing it on people, they're banning – Elon's finally restoring some people. But they were kicking us off the internet for asking questions or the biggest social media platforms ever out there so if it wasn't for substack seriously where would everyone be finding out all this information where would the michael schellenbergers matt taibis barry weiss's teddy roosevelt's of the world go i mean i'm i'm thank god for the streaming platforms too i mean and i guess hip-hop because as long as i let rap up there you know that not exactly the most you know friendly lyrics out there it's, you know, murder and drugs and stuff so what teddy's talking about is a little less controversial but it should be the number one story in the world there should i mean take your pick on clown planet i mean the fbi paying twitter and silencing a election turning news bomb nuclear bomb the hunter biden thing i mean that is it's scary. And the fact that the number one story should be the media is not covering it. And you look in England. I think I, I saw somebody. Oh, let's just see what's going on. Nope. I think it was one, maybe the Daily Mail, but none of the the BBC, no one in Europe. You know, like, hold on. The FBI colluded with Twitter to kick people off the platform if they said anything about the election to ban the New York Post, make sure they kick off anybody who shares the link about Hunter Biden. And he was, uh, you know, he, he he definitely received tens of tens of millions of dollars. The president's son. And it's the biggest scandal ever. Almost as bad as, uh, I think the biggest scandal ever would be the CIA or the U.S. government killing JFK. I mean, that's a pretty... That's a pretty heinous thing, and that just got a shoulder shrug. How many people even know? Did it even get any coverage? That's the whole thing, is if they they did own, there's no question, they owned the biggest propaganda arms, the Democrat Party, um, with the mainstream media and social media. And then you combine that with the deep state, they had the FBI, you had the intelligence communities, the federal government, should never be taking political sides, and that's all they've been doing. 
with the indictments against Trump, with the FDA and CDC saying, hey, get Alex Berenson off Twitter. Get these guys off. Colluding with Big Pharma. No wonder they didn't care if they were making any money. Twitter. They didn't care if they were bloated um, and had and had several thousand employees that just didn't do anything. Twitter wasn't about making money. No, it was just functioning as a giant um, censorship engine to propagate. Uh, you know, it was just, you know, you tow the state party line, whatever the party line was that they wanted to to push, whatever the narrative was, they had the levers of power to even kick Trump off. They kicked the president of the United States off. They shadow banned doctors, silenced them, turned them off so you couldn't find them if you were just a normal person. So you might not have ever heard or seen a discouraging word about the lockdowns and what they were going to do to your kids or the or the vaccine or who knows. No, it was all whatever the government wanted you to say. So we, we're just living in some chilling times. And we're going to leave it at that. That is, it's a chilly time of year. We got a huge cold front coming across the United States of America. It is Tuesday, December 20th. Wrapping up episode 39, Teddy Roosevelt Show. Going to be back with an episode or three before Santa arrives this weekend. It's going to be chilly. Good time to build a fire. Do a little fireside podcast. I don't know if I've done a fireside podcast yet. I've done a riverside podcast. I've not done a fireside. So we might have to do a fireside chat. Just like, uh, who did FDR? Yeah, we might do an FDR fireside chat. Plus it's going to be, I think, episode 40, right? Mike Gundy episode. I'm a man, I'm 40. So the big 4-0, we're going to have to pull out all the stops, y'all. Appreciate you tuning in. Merry Christmas. I'll be back with another Freshy Fresh episode. Before Santa gets here, Teddy Roosevelt signing off. Bye.